You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Mike Cobb, VP of Safety and Compliance for Landstar Transportation Logistics. Shipping hazardous materials carries more risks than hauling around more mundane items, so safety gets even more priority than normal. The responsibility for ensuring that safety has to fall evenly across carrier, shipper, and owner-operator to minimize potentially dangerous mishaps. Mike Cobb, VP of Safety and Compliance for Landstar Transportation Logistics, gives companies some useful information on how to stay out of the danger zone. My guest this morning is Mike Cobb, VP of Safety and Compliance for Landstar Transportation Logistics. Mike, thank you so much for joining the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thanks, Jeff. It's good being with you. It's good to have you. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Yes, I did. Like I told you earlier, probably ate a little bit too much, but uh, we all do that. (laughs) It's all good that way. Uh, Mike, all right, could you give us a little bit of information about your background, how you got involved in logistics to begin with, and uh, how you got started with Landstar? Um, Sure. Like probably a lot of people in transportation, I never intended to to be in trucking or transportation. Um, It just kind of happened that way. you know, when I graduated college back in the late 80s, uh, I was looking for a job and found a job as a, uh, a dispatcher for a, a, a transportation tank line here in Jacksonville, and that's kind of how my transportation uh, experience started. And from that tank line, I, I, I came over to Landstar Ranger, which was a Landstar subsidiary back then, uh, still is. And uh, that was in 1992, and I actually started out in the trailer maintenance department. And from there, a year later, I moved into the safety department and kind of moved my way up ever since then. And, um, you know, obviously here at Landstar, safety is uh, is important, and it's one of our, our uh, key initiatives here. And we take, uh, we take safety serious with us. It's not just a, a catchphrase. It's the way we conduct business. So, um, you know, we're, we're a safe carrier, and uh, we're proud of that. And obviously, part of uh, part of safety is uh, transporting hazardous material safely, uh, all of our loads safely, but also specifically since we're talking about hazmat, transporting those hazardous materials safely. I, I've been here since uh, since '92, and uh, I feel it's a great place to be. Great. Now, yeah, let's talk about that. We're talking about hazardous materials, and transportation logistics for everyday products is one thing, but when we start getting into hazardous materials or hazmat. That's where companies have to take a lot more information into consideration. So what kind of materials would you then classify as hazardous materials? Well, there's actually nine classes of hazmat. Um, I'll I'll list them quickly. It's explosives, gases, flammable liquids, flammable solids, oxidizers, poisons, uh, radioactive material, corrosive material, and then a a miscellaneous hazmat. Um, You know, those are basically the hazard classes. And, you know, sometimes with, with shippers, you know, last year we transported about 160,000 hazmat loads. Um, this year we're probably going to exceed that, uh, probably closer to 200,000 hazmat loads this year. And what we see with, with some shippers um, is that they may, may not necessarily recognize uh, that they're shipping hazmat or um, they're not aware of the requirements, uh, you know, by FMCSA, uh, while those loads are transported, because the thing is, a lot of times shippers and manufacturers, they're experts at making their product. Um, they may not be experts at transporting it, and that's that's what we do. Um, you know, we here at Landstar, we have a department that's specifically 
uh, is responsible for transportation of hazmat loads. Um, that's all they do 24-7, and, um, you know, that's why we're, we're pretty successful at it. So what are the decisions that companies have to make when they decide that they have to move some of these materials? Um, well, first off, you want to make sure that you have a, a qualified hazmat carrier. You know, in order to, in order to be qualified to, to haul hazmat, a transportation provider has to be hazmat certified. They have to have a hazmat registration. And, you know, obviously, like I said, we, we transport a lot of hazmat loads, but I can tell you there are very few of our customers who actually ask for our hazmat registration. So I, I would recommend, you know, that a, a, a shipper uh, to ensure that the carrier they're going to use is hazmat certified, that they ask for that hazmat registration. Um, also, there's, there's requirements of the drivers that are driving uh, those hazmat loads. Obviously, they've got to have the endorsement on their CDL. They either have to have, have the H or the X endorsement on their CDL. Um, and then additionally, that carrier is required to certify those drivers every three years. So, you know, if, if, if I were a shipper, I'd ask them, number one, for that registration. Um, number two, ask, you know, if all of their drivers are compliant, are they, do they have the H or the X endorsement on their CDL? And then if they do the, the training certification every three, three years that's required. Um, one of the other things is you want to make sure that that carrier is financially stable. Um, there's, there's a couple reasons for that, actually. Um, the, the other thing from an insurance standpoint is you want to ensure that they have at least a million dollars in liability coverage because that's the requirement by FMCSA. If you are a carrier that does not transport hazmat, you're required to have $750,000 in, in liability coverage. But if you haul hazmat, it's a million. So you want to ensure that that, that, uh, that carrier's got a million dollars in, in coverage. Um, but back to being financially stable, one of the things is you, you want to make sure, especially depending upon what, um, what type of commodity is, that that carrier is, is able to respond in case anything occurs, like a spill. Um, you want to make sure that they're able to obviously obtain a, a, a responder uh, to go out there and clean up the spill and they're able to pay for, you know, whatever they do, as well as if there is any type of uh, remediation that needs to take place, such as, um, you know, unfortunately digging up some roadside if you spill into, into on their roadside, or in worst case scenario, if it goes into a waterway. Um, does that company have the wherewithal to be able to uh, prevent that from occurring and then do a cleanup, you know, do a, do a timely cleanup and an adequate cleanup? Um, you know, those are, those are kind of worst-case scenarios, but those are some of the things that you want to keep in mind uh, when you are offering hazardous material for transport. Is it easy for customers to, to do all of that qualifying of a hazmat carrier themselves? Yes, it, it is from a registration standpoint. All you have to do is ask for a copy of the registration, uh, the hazmat registration. We have customers that, um, you know, our hazmat providers or hazmat um, offerers uh, where they ask for a copy of our registration, and then they also know when it expires. So annually, they ask for our, a copy of our new registration. Um, that part of it's pretty easy. You just have to take their word on it when you ask them about driver training and uh, yeah. if, the, if the H or the X endorsement's on their CDL. All right, so let's say shippers go ahead and take a flyer on an unqualified carrier. What kind of risks are they facing? Well, obviously, there, there could be fines uh, if that carrier gets pulled into a way station and the roadside officer identifies that they're hauling hazardous material and the driver's not certified and the carrier's not certified. 
obviously there's going to be fines to the carrier, but there's also there also could be fines back to the shipper. You know, one of the other things too is kind of what I mentioned a little bit before, uh, having to do with accidents. If uh, if a carrier is involved in an accident or a spill, and they're not they're not certified, they're not hazmat certified. Obviously, depending upon the severity of the accident or the spill, there's going to be some media involvement. And um, you know, if you're a, if you're a shipper that's not using a hazmat certified carrier, uh, that could generate you know some some uh, some media involvement that you may not want. You know, and it, it could uh, perhaps give you a bad reputation. Those types of things, as well as a delay. I mean, if if you're using a, uh, a carrier that's not certified, and then they do get stopped roadside by a, a, a roadside officer, obviously that roadside officer is not going to allow them them to proceed if they're not certified. Mm -hmm. So that load's going to have to be transloaded to a different carrier, more than likely, uh, in order for that load to proceed to to its destination. So. Uh, delays would also be something that uh, a shipper would face as as a type of risk. So, how can carriers and shippers and owner operators all work together to to make sure that hazardous cargo remains compliant and safe to transport? Um, well, you know, like I referred to earlier, just number one, verify that 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 carrier is uh, hazmat registered and certified to to haul the the type of hazardous material that uh, the shippers offering, as well as walk through the process. Um, you know, ensure the paperwork is correct, uh, ensure the, the correct placards are offered if placards are required, um, make sure that the, uh, the load is properly secured um, because, you know, one of the problems some carriers run into is if it's a, a shipper that uh, they, they preload a trailer uh, where it's a drop and hook situation where they preload that trailer and then they put a seal on the door. Um, the driver doesn't have the opportunity to look at that load to make sure it's properly secured inside that trailer. And then if, if he pulls up roadside and the roadside officer asks to open the trailer and then they look inside and it's not properly secured, obviously that driver is going to get a, a, you know, a citation, uh, as well as the shipper too. They could, they could potentially uh, receive a, a citation for that as well. But, um, you know, it's just making sure that the, the process has gone through correctly and thoroughly. You know, I'll give a good example with, with Landstar, you know, every single one of our operators is certified to haul hazmat. Um, mm -hmm. We have uh, roughly over 9,700 trucks and over over 10,000 operators, and they all are certified uh, to haul hazmat. And, you know, they know what they're doing when they go to pick up a load. And, and so sometimes when we get to a, a customer's facility, most hazmat customers know what they're doing. Um, hazmat shippers, they know what they're doing. But it's situations where we're getting a load through either a 3PL or a broker or the hazmat load is coming from a warehouse, not coming directly from the shipper. Um, that's where we run into situations. And so many times our operators will not receive the correct paperwork. And what they do is, is they, if, if they have the knowledge that, and they know that they can, they can make that correction, they make the correction or they contact our hazmat department. Like I said, we have a hazmat department that's uh, on call 24-7. Um, and they can make those corrections uh, for the for the shipper as well. And then placards are another thing. We just want to make sure that the correct placards are offered by the shipper. Again, in some of those situations where it's like if we're picking up at a warehouse or it is a 3PL offering the, the load, um, they may not be aware of what placards are required. And so that's why many times if we know what we're going to pick up, the driver will have uh, the, the required placards before he goes in there to, to get the load. Um, that's part of being prepared. So just, 
you know, walking through that process with the with the customer and the driver to make sure um, all the the uh, I's are dotted and T's are crossed to make sure that that uh, we don't have any problems roadside uh, if if we do get pulled into a way station. Yeah, is this a prevalent thing to uh, to bypass all of those uh, those qualifications? Is that something that that happens regularly? Um, as far as the are you talking about the qualifications from a, a carrier? Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, again, like I said, most hazmat shippers, the, the ones who know what they're doing and who have done it for years, um, they're, they're usually not the problem. Um, it is when um, a, a number of times I know for a fact where we've picked up hazmat loads from the warehouse where really uh, it's just somebody there at the warehouse that's loading the, the load that doesn't have any knowledge of uh, the required paperwork, um, you know, the required shipping paper for a hazmat load. And so when we go to pick the load up, uh, we have to make those corrections to ensure that we're compliant so that we don't get a, a citation uh, on roadside as well. Okay, understood. So where can our audience go to find more information about Landstar? Well, we actually have a, a couple websites. Um, you can go out to Landstar.com to find uh, just general information about Landstar. But we have a hazmat-specific website. It's uh, www.hazmat.landstar.com. Uh, or if uh, you have any questions that, that we can help you out with, go ahead and email to uh, solutions at landstar.com, and, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to help you out. That was a lot of excellent information, Mike Cobb. Thank you so much for spending some time with the Inbound Logistics Podcast. Sure thing. Glad to help. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.